welcome to the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. A place to discuss pain, passion, and pursuits. I want to feel alive. Breathe. Make some moves. Protect the throne. This is Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Helen Edwards with Sexy Freedom Media and this is episode 22 and I'm really excited today because I have my first guy guest, I should probably say male, male guest on and it's with my friend Ryan Fry who's super awesome and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's get into it. So what's up Ryan? Hey, what's up Helen? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> we just sat for like I don't know probably a half an hour before this and probably gonna did a whole podcast on everything we just talked about but we were just kind of catching up and uh, I was showing Ryan some cool things on anchor because Ryan's gonna start his own podcast which he's got so much talent I'm really excited about that yeah I mean that really that's that's I mean that's where all this is spurring from right so I asked you can you you know, how did you start your podcast? Because I'm interested in doing something yeah. on my own. Yeah. Um, but I feel like every time we sit down, like we have these crazy in-depth conversations about all kinds of stuff. And that in itself could probably be its own podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. But yeah, I think, I mean, the reason why I asked is because like what we were talking about before earlier, um, you know, this existential crisis, this time in my life where I'm like, I got to nothing's going to happen unless I make it happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what this is. And, and it's a little thing that I think will keep me excited mm -hmm. to keep all the mundane stuff at bay. You know, do you mind giving our listeners like a little bit of background of who you are, what you're about? Like, yeah. Just get uh, an idea of who's yeah. sitting here with me right now. Yeah. So, so I mean, I've, you know, from the outside, yeah, I'm a, I'm a 36 year old man who's uh divorced with three kids. Who's, been, spent the last couple of years rebuilding that doesn't make me who I am but that's what I'm going through at the moment you mm -hmm. know and uh, um, you know I'm a musician first and foremost somebody who's love of the arts love of spiritual aspects of life love of creativity all that kind of thing um, I've had some successes in life with that more often than not I spend my time in restaurants or you know other jobs to make ends meet while I pursue this creative atmosphere that I crave you know mm -hmm. and um, I think I think it, uh, the way it's been in, in, in I'd say the last eight months it's been a damn struggle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's been a it's been a real struggle and then now I'm finally coming to realize that like I can't just sit around and wallow in it like I have to get up and get busy and if I really want to have a life and a business in creative dealings like I'm gonna have to do it like this is the, the best time ever I think in society for somebody to go from nothing to having something you know right because you don't have to go through the major record record companies you don't have to go through entertainment industry people to put yourself out there you know mm -hmm. and it's less about fame and more about like hey I think I have a voice I got something I want to say you know absolutely I want my music out there you know or whatever and um yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, one of the things that I've realized with 
a lot of people that I've had on the podcast is normally you listen to podcasts and I do have some guests that have made it like my sister when she was on she's made it she's telling people how to have success but oftentimes I feel like people are overlooking you know the people that are actually going through it and what it's like to relate to that and people just try to you know like I posted yesterday about the struggle and people don't like to hear about the struggle but the struggle is a part of the process I mean we we see quotes about it but we don't often hear the stories of it you know what I'm saying too much yeah I, I, I get that I do think that there's power in the struggle at least from somebody on the outside looking in mm-hmm. you know what I mean if you if you hear that somebody's just been handed something their entire life like it's not that impressive right mm-hmm. it's the impressive part comes from like man I had nothing I was down and out and here I am now you know and it's whatever your version of making it is right right and um I kind of forgot where I was going (laughs) (laughs) well okay so one of the things we were talking about earlier today was like suicide and and both you and me have been hearing so many stories lately with friends or from friends of friends somebody who's within our circle of people just you know taking their life or uh just giving up or even if they're not taking their life they're dying and it's yeah. it's like everybody right now it, within our age group is like what the hell is going on it is like literally i hear something almost every single week yeah yeah it's it's weird and i definitely feel like there's a lot of factors i think you know i think maybe some of it's coming from the food we eat stuff that's in the water you know the fact that Although we are at a a place where technology is huge, I think that's affecting everybody. You know, it's in, instead of bringing people closer together, it's you know pushing you farther apart in your sense of community and the feeling that you know we're all here to kind of help each other. I feel like that's kind of going away. You know, and you're feeling very isolated and oh, very yeah. like you can't ever get over this mountain. You know. You know what? I was just having this conversation yesterday, and we were actually talking about something similar about how one of the saddest things you see is when there's a couple uh, like a guy and a girl in a restaurant and remember restaurants like food used to bring people together and now I see so many couples that they're both on their phone and I could see just like most of the time in women like this despair of like I might as well like I don't know I guess I'm kind of reading her thoughts like I might as well be on my phone because he's on my phone or maybe he's thinking that like I might as well be on my phone because she's on her phone it's it's almost like it's hard for people to talk to one another yeah and if they do talk to one another it's a weird there's like this weirdness where they have a hard time if there's awkward silence Mm -hmm. because they feel like I don't know maybe maybe I'm reading into it too much but I feel like maybe there's an an overstimulation of technology no absolutely and I feel like I've I experienced it in my own marriage where you know I'd be sitting in the same room on the same couch you know and we wouldn't speak to each other for like three four hours you know the tv would be on the phones in the hand you know I was just as guilty of it but but there would be times when I would look over you know try to have a conversation with this person who I'm supposed to be you know sharing life with Mm. and it and there's no conversation to be had Wow, that's so crazy that you said sharing life. Because I think about that with the whole sharing life thing. It's, okay, like a past relationship for me, same exact thing. We just would not talk. And it's it 
often made me think like why am i even here yeah what is the point of this relationship it's not building i get it when two people need to work or need to check up on things but the constant flood of information of youtube and instagram and facebook it's like you know we should we should be able to take some breaks from that every now and then yeah and i you know i think i think that's important i think there should be a time limit to to all of it to whatever your your you know whatever social media platform or any of that stuff because you know human interaction there's no there's no um you know you can't substitute that mm-hmm. right because we get a bunch of different things from interacting with somebody on an interpersonal level where staring at a screen is not going to give you that same thing no matter how many memes you read that are heartwarming or evoke some sort of emotion from you that's not the same as interacting yeah and I see it all the time, like working in the restaurants, you know, you go to the table and all the kids have phones or tablets or whatever. The parents are on their phones. Nobody's talking. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you guys should be interacting with each other. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the next gen, like the younger generation evolves and how they communicate to one another. You know, can they can they communicate to one another for long periods of time? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm a big advocate of people going out to nature because oftentimes when you're in nature, your phones don't work and it's nice to get that break. I know even for myself when I was at Saguaro Lake, I had no cell service and it was just so nice to just sit there, Mm -hmm. literally just sit there and just be in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're missing that. That's another huge part, you know, is, is reconnecting with other living organisms in the world. Yeah, because you know? we're not supposed to just be like in this concrete jungle all the time, hustling and working and, you know, slaving away to pay the next bill. Like you should be able to take some time out to regroup, focus. Like I read this thing yesterday about, um, you know, what is a prayer, hmm. you know, and, and you could I you could like spin that to like what is meditation? Right. So and meditation and prayer kind of go hand in hand. Prayer is like putting it out there. Like, what do you wish for? you know somebody else for yourself for Mm -hmm. whatever and then the meditation is listening back you know hearing Mm. back to you know getting your answers type of thing well what is it It doesn't have to be like religious you know it could be like hey have a good day be safe that's a prayer i'm wishing you safety on your travels you know or whatever the case is like we have to get back to that what is meditation it could be a walk in the park Mm. it could be jumping in the ocean or spending some time with your dogs if that's what it is or you know whatever the case is whatever puts you in a centered environment and i think we're all just walking around full of anxiety and fear and all kinds of shit that you know it's detrimental to your well-being yeah and it's also this flood of i mean i i also feel like there's a huge flood of overwhelming positivity positivity used to be this beautiful like um, I mean, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'm happy about it. I'm really happy about it. But at the same time, I've also noticed that a lot of people are shunning from it. It's almost like it, nobody, if you're too happy, you're fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, or if you're positive, you want to go save somebody else right away. But you know, with your, with your business type stuff and cause positivity has become a huge business. Right. And, um, due to the self-development, self-improvement world, which is awesome. But at the same time, uh, I mean, cause that's part of my industry, but at the same time, like we were discussing earlier, it's 
become a huge market for success and making money and you if it's there's oftentimes where you can't help somebody because they're broke mm. and you'll be like change your mindset you know which <laughs> which is like okay all right we all know that but do you know what i mean it's just there's yeah. there it, the You're, balance the balance just seems so unbalanced <laughs> in well, the world right now well like i mean that makes me think about like a few years ago i was seeing this therapist and i went in uh you know, to see her one day, you know, and I'm paying her money, you know, kind of a lot of money. And, um, she just looks at me at one point and she's like, you're stuck, get unstuck. Mm. And I'm like, that's what you have to tell me. Like, get unstuck. Like here you are the practitioner, the one with, you know, quote unquote, all the answers. And you're just, that's your best possible thing is just to tell me to get unstuck, you know? And then, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people have a hard time with this flood of positivity is because how do you decipher what is and isn't you know what I mean it's very easy to be on one side of the fence and be like get unstuck or you know change your change your you know ways of thinking or you know if you wake up every day and just say you're going to be happy well you know how do we get ourselves into those actual mindsets and not just faking it till you make it Yeah, I think that, I mean, I'm definitely, I can relate to that therapy story because I went to a therapist once, actually a few times in my life, but (laughs) who's counting? Uh, I went to a therapist and... Once a bunch of times. (laughs) I went to a therapist once a bunch of times. I can't even say that. Uh, And it was a painting one, like she had me paint while I was talking and it was very therapeutic, but when I saw what I drew I was kind of like I could have did this on my own but then I was like could I have done it on my own I don't think I could have unless she was here so all in all it was worth it because I got this awesome little masterpiece of mine that I have no idea where it's at but at the same time I was kind of like you I was like I wanted more support in that one hour Mm -hmm. and I didn't get it and I think maybe note to therapists out there, maybe ask people like what they want. Cause sometimes people will just tell you, I want support like yeah. right now. Like I need it in this session. Yeah. I, I think in your most desperate moments, you will, you know, when the fire is so hot that you just can't take it, you will, you will be super vulnerable. Yeah. But I think a lot, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. I do walk around carrying most of my stuff all the time, you know, and yeah. only in the moment where I'm the most broke will I say, okay, here it all is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, full disclosure, I, um, I told you I've taken these anger management classes, you mm-hmm. know, cause I messed up and got in trouble with the law and you know, that's what you have to do. But I go to these classes and I'm sitting in there the other day and the fire was hot enough, you know, and I just word vomit. Mm. Just telling the class everything that's going on. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to the instructor, you know, and it, it felt great when I was done, you know, but then but like that, that for me was a safe moment where I could let it go. Right. You know, but it would, I wouldn't have done that under no, any normal circumstances if I was still able to fool myself that day into mm. thinking that everything was going to be all good. You yeah. Know? But I was like on the edge. You know what? That's interesting that you say that because I'm very similar to you in that way. I hold everything in. I... And I don't, it's not that I don't need help or want to ask for help. It's because I already have, you know, you can go through so many classes and so many workshops and so many self-help books and it's all in there. You just have to apply it. Right. So that's my thing. But in saying that 
I've had the most support and help in breakthroughs in group settings. Yeah. Because self-help is like almost an oxymoron, right? Like, <laughs> like, yo, if I could help myself, I wouldn't be here looking for this book. True that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so. That <laughs> it should be group help. Yeah. How do we change that? Yeah. Yeah. Because self-help sounds good because it's got an S in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just, it just occurred to me like self-help, you know, because also too, for a long time, you know, I was taking online classes. Mm-hmm. And I got so mad at one point because I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm paying so much money mm. to teach myself this stuff. Like, I should be getting help, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the way I look at self-help. Although I do believe in it, you know? I do believe in it to an extent. But, like, I'm going to go buy this book because I'm depressed. Because I can't get out of depression. So, mm. hopefully, by reading this book, somehow through osmosis, I will get better. Like, yeah. it just seems almost insurmountable. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, yep. I don't know. I'm not trying to knock it, but... No, I think we should definitely knock it. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> we're coming after you. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I also think that's one... So I like to do a lot of practice what I preach. If it didn't help me or if I didn't see a benefit of it, I'm not really going to turn around and teach it. And uh, it's exactly why I do retreats. Because I've been to retreats and I know how much they were beneficial to me. Again, group setting. Mm. And another reason why I like getting up on stage and speaking, because I remember going to those groups and hearing a speaker that, you know, enlightened me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm really good at it. Um, yeah, same thing with the book. The book's fucking 100% real. And did not... I remember my editor said to me, she goes, uh, I had a friend read your book. And she said it was... It was a lot like eat, pray, love. Is, is I don't know. Oh if that's yeah, it. yeah. Um, but it was a lot more raw and real. But didn't end with getting the guy. <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> I didn't know how to end like that. Um, but. But why does it have to end like that? Why does anything have to end like anything? Yeah. Like we all have our own path. Right. Maybe getting the guy wasn't wasn't the reason for the book you I know, know everybody's I mean? always asking like what's the next where's the who who did you end up getting with I'm like I'm not saying shit <laughs> 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 that part of my life is still open <laughs> I don't know the, the book part about it about you I think is super cool and it's always intrigued me and it's one of the things that I've because I thought you were bullshitting like when I met you <laughs> Oh like, my god, oh yeah, I You're like, oh yeah, I, I just finished writing a book, I'm gonna be an author and all this other stuff, and I was like... Wait, wait, hold like, on, okay. for the record, we met when, because we met a couple years ago, <laughs> yeah. right before, right when I was finishing the book. Yeah, you were like, putting, I, the, the writing I think was already done. Oh, it was like, done, you, it was, You were yeah. just like, you were like waiting for, the, for it to be pressed or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't yeah. that long ago. It was like almost a year. No, it was over a year ago. It's been over a year. Yeah. No, it's almost been two years. years. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, I think it's fitting that, like, even for today, like, we met at Barnes & Noble, you know, because, again, in this digital age, the last time I picked up, like, a real paperback book or hard book, you know, mm -hmm. with pages and stuff, it's a long time. But when I walked in there, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, I know. Like, Barnes & Noble's the shit. It is. You know? Yeah, and like, I heard and they're I gonna put a bar in there, which gosh, <laughs> I just wanna—I don't know if that's true, but. <laughs> but I'm like, 
you know, I was like, man, I should bring my kids in here, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just, there's something about it that, like, that was another moment of, like, a, a prayer, like, wow, this right. feels good. It feels good to be in here, un, you know, with some actual things you can pick up and touch and smell and, mm. like, it's not on a screen, you know? Yeah, God, that, what a good point. Let's go back in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, I don't know, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but, like, but, yeah, the, your book is real and you are a real individual and I've seen you you know, out there in the world and doing your thing and, and watching it all happen. And, and the cool thing I think about, about you is at least with me, you've been always been super real about like, ah, oh, this week sucks, man. This is, this, <laughs> this is the shittiest thing. But underneath it, you're like, but these are so, there's so many great things happening and you keep pushing forward. And there's been many times over the course since meeting you where I've been like, yeah, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a page from her book you know, like in your book of life where it's like stuff's hard, but I'm going to try to persevere, you know, mm-hmm. and push forward and do what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You it know? gets tough for us all because even I'm guilty of, I battle a lot of, I and mean, I'm very open about it. I battle a lot of my own suicide thoughts, especially like the idea that my brother's sitting in peace, you know, and I'm still going through a lot of my own struggles and there's a little bit of jealousy there mm. and I'm not trying to praise the idea of suicide at all. In fact, if you're thinking about it, do not do it. It's just, I can understand and relate to why the giving up part or, you know, ending it all would seem so easy and seem a lot more peaceful because it's the struggle gets annoying and it gets tiring yeah, that and the other epiphany I had the other day about it is that I don't think, at least for me, the idea of suicide, I don't think is something that happens overnight. I think it's a slow build, you know, because for years, my, you know, for most of my life, I've felt a depression, mm-hmm. you know, and I go in and out of it and I've, I take certain medications and I've had, you know, different doctors and talk therapy and all that kind of stuff. And there's moments of you know, suicidal thoughts that I've had over the, over the course of my life. More recently though, it's been like so powerful, Mm. you know, the things have been so powerful and very daunting to kind of work through. Yeah. And I feel like the power has built up over the course of a lifetime, you know, over the, over the course, you know, whatever, whatever it is it's just it's not been a it's not been a very quick process it's been a slow build to get to the place of like even comfortability with the thoughts you know because i used to have the thoughts and then push them aside and be like nah that's crazy right you know but then you start to entertain it you know and it's and it's like okay well that shit's scary as fuck it is scary yeah you know because i'm now you know and that's like i was telling you that's what gave me the psychic change recently because i was like man that was so scary that night was so freaking freaked me out that Mm -hmm. i was I was there. Like, I was agreeing with myself that this mm-hmm. was a good idea, you know? Yeah. And um, and so, you know, luckily, you know, I was able to kind of just, like, I'm in the process of, like, turning it around. You know good. what I mean? I'm in the process good. of, like, okay, I got to get to work. I can't just sit around and I think about I would be so stuff. sad, so don't, don't <laughs> make me sad. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm not going to do it, but, and nobody else should either, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I understand that where it gets so scary. I've heard from many people who have said, you know, it's been scary and I didn't even know who I was and I didn't even know what was going on in my head and I just felt like powerless against it or, you know, where you just don't even trust 
your next move. Yeah. And um, I know speaking for myself and from observing and knowing people, if it is something that happens overnight, it's definitely because of, well, I can't say definites, but it could possibly be because of some kind of vice that has uh, taken over your your thinking, your brain, yeah. you know, has altered your structure in your brain and made you entertain those thoughts even more heavily. So like yeah. psychosis and things you, like that. Yeah. Well, you're dealing with chemical imbalances in the brain, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes, sometimes there's, all it takes is just a little, like the door's already cracked open. All it takes is just a little push and the door gets swung wide open, you yeah. know, and it changes everything. So you know, drugs, alcohol, all that kind of stuff, that plays a part, I think, in people. Huge part, right. You know, um, certain types of... What uh, we talked about earlier, too, about people just in our age group feeling like a failure or comparing themselves to... And that's what we brought up, the social media thing. Social media. Not being able to connect. And you know what they say, like, you know, there's so much connection online, but yet you can be at home. It's so crazy. Like, your virtual world... You're on Facebook. You're talking to tons of people. They're, you know, it's almost like you can communicate with hundreds of people at one time. But then if you, like, take a trip through the other side of that phone, there's somebody just sitting there sad, Mm -hmm. you know, just thinking to themselves, like, I'm fucking alone. Yeah. And they could be a health coach for all you know. Yeah. They could be any kind of person out there. Sometimes, yeah, well, sometimes the silence is deafening, you know what I mean? The, the, the being alone. It doesn't matter how successful you are on the outside. You know, it's always an inside job. Right. Right. There's, there's always, you got to go from the inside out and figure out what's what's going to make you happy. So what's keeping you going? Like, what what is it? Is it a number of things? It's a number of things. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff that's going on in my life, you know? My kids. My kids are fantastic. They, I mean, they keep me going more often than not. You got cute kids. Not. Your kids are really more cute. More often than not. And that, I mean, that's the other thing I will say, too. You know, I know that your podcast is uh, geared mostly towards women and, and all that kind of stuff. And I have nothing against women. I love women. Lots. Love women. <laughs> but, he loves women, okay? <laughs> but when, when you're dealing with a man that you have children with and everything else just remember that the things that you do to either keep those kids away or to make it harder or whatever the case is even though you might feel justified in the anger it's still another human being who cares for these kids you know what i mean if i'm saying if this person is a willing participant in the kid's life willing to pay be there you know all that kind of stuff like whew, get along just so you know because you don't know you know how that that dude is feeling on the other side like mm. you know struggling trying to make things work you know so you know that that's a big part of it for me is that there are times when I feel like a complete failure because of the way that my ex deals with me and uses the kids right and so and they and she knows that they are the biggest thing in my life they're the yeah. most important part of me you know yeah and uh and so yeah so that stuff you know wreaks havoc on you you know Man, and on your mind i wasn't ready to talk about this but you know what that's crazy um cuz i can relate to that also uh i mean obviously you know my story yeah. i'd had to pay child support and just by my son living with his dad and then also being alienated from my kid it's almost like i got a a woman's perspective of it and it really hit me like how much how much 
out of spite and anger and resentment for the partner who didn't, you know, who basically who you separated from or divorced or whatever it is, how much you can allow that to affect you to make decisions on that person being able to be a parent to your, your child together, yeah. which is so unfair. Super unfair because you're shaping, you're shaping the lives of other people by, by being malicious, you know, mm -hmm. essentially it's like, yeah, guess what? We don't get along, but you know, I, you know, it's, I read this article yesterday, like it, it's in certain cases, it gets so bad that these children, ha they've, their history has been erased, mm. you know, where they're like, oh, I never liked my mother or my father. I never wanted to be with wow. them or whatever. And these are, you know, and then you show them pictures when they're of like five years old and they're like, yeah, that's not real. I was faking it, Oh, geez. you know? And it's like, it gets to that place. I'm not saying that it got that way with me or, or maybe with you. I mean, I know certain aspects of your story, you know, but. But, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the, it's not the other parent's right to shape how you, your relationship develops with the child. Yeah. Because that's a completely different story, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. Maybe you don't trust me. Maybe you don't like me or whatever, but that has nothing to do with me and you. It has everything to do with me and my children, right. you know, cause they'll always be my children no I, matter what. Do you think, I'm just curious, do you think that people should start evolving their, you know, to to make things better in the future for kids. Cause I feel like that's where life is headed. Now people get together and then they break up and then kids are left. There's so many kids who don't have both their parents mm. anymore. Like it is literally, I don't want to say an epidemic. It's just, it's almost the norm now. So do you think that parents should start treating each other like a business transaction? You know, when it comes to the kids instead of, cause I feel like if you took your, took the love life out of it, like the, you know, what you didn't, provide for me as a partner mm -hmm. if you took the love relationship out of it and treated it more like a business transaction I'm not saying treat the kids like a business transaction <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm saying as far as looking at like that looking at it like that people would be much more respectful to the other person do you know what I mean yeah absolutely I think that comes down to I mean this is kind of bringing everything full circle right so with the advent of social media, with the readily available things like dating apps and all this stuff, coming together with one person has become a very trivial event. Mm -hmm. And then you throw in something like having a child, which is a very monumental event. Mm -hmm. And you have, now you have this juxtaposition of like, well, fuck it. I could find a new chick any day of the week. Yeah. But I have kids, you know? So, and so that person now becomes somebody who's always going to be in my life you know what I mean or whatever the case is mm -hmm. and like and you so you just have this really flimsy relationship that you maybe planned or didn't plan to have the child mm -hmm. you know or you know and so you wind up with this issue now where okay do I stay in the relationship for the kid mm -hmm. which is probably the best thing to do you know what I mean in hindsight, so? in hindsight I think so Maybe like have an open relationship? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know it because I was not able to navigate those waters, but I do know right now. And my, I mean my kids are little. My kids are 2, 4 and 5. So for me right now, I'm like, damn. Maybe I should have just stayed. Disregard everything that I felt in the moment, you know mm. what I mean? And and all that kind of stuff and just stayed and just did it. You know, I thought about that too. I thought about that so many times like why didn't I just hold on to it? But I, I mean, it obviously didn't happen, right. but you, you do feel like that, like I think you could have worked a little bit harder. I do think I could have worked a little bit harder because 
when I, you know, I, at least for me, I, I didn't spend 20 years in a marriage where my kids were teenagers and then I bounced. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of stuff that went on early on in the marriage. There was, you know, on both sides of the fence. You know, I'm not, not without, you know, my own shade. But, um, you know, but my kids were little. And so in my mind, it was doable. They didn't have a whole lot of say, you know. But now as they're growing and they're, they're developing their own minds and they have all these questions and they, all these things. And I was like thought to myself like maybe I did give up a little bit too early mm-hmm. you know maybe I, I jumped the gun you know maybe we could have repaired a bunch of things over the years you know maybe you that's what marriage like... is, is is the struggle all along the way to try to get to a place where you're finally 65 70 right. and you're like damn you were pretty cool yeah you know like <laughs> yeah I could stand you now well some you know? people get remarried I'm not saying that's in your path but sometimes it happens and people gotta grow up you know they gotta go through shit to to learn lessons and realize like it's okay because there's so many things like I was really vindictive in my marriage I was really angry and I was very resentful and I probably I mean I'm pretty sure obviously you know we divorced but went through hell or made him feel horrible for the choices he made and Mm -hmm. and now looking back I'm like man I was such an asshole had I not gone through such a painful divorce I probably would have not grown up I probably would have not become such an understanding woman I am now Mm -hmm. so absolutely I mean I feel that same way I feel like all the uncomfortability of now is growing pains Mm -hmm. are things that I never addressed along the way and I think uh you know but yeah like coming coming back to like the business transaction part of it like it just comes down to like picking your partners better on both sides of the fence you know what I mean like like spending a little more time in, in and looking at it from a very realistic standpoint of like, okay, if I'm going to move in with this person, am I, am I ready to do all the things that that means? Mm -hmm. You know, am I going to, if I'm going to ask this person to be my significant other and go through the marriage, am I capable and ready to do what that means? Because it's a lot bigger than what everybody thinks. And nobody tells you the real shit about marriage before you do it either. Right. You know, that's another thing where we kind of, you It's know, kind of weird how some things change when people get married. Yeah. Well, everybody's always like, oh, you're getting Not married. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. The cake, the dance, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to leave you on your own yeah. to figure it all out. You know, well, marriage is a huge... It's a contract. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, sickness and health is not, is not literal. Doesn't mean I'll, I'll hold your hair while you're puking. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it does, but it, <laughs> but it also means like when you're sick, like when you are being selfish mm-hmm. and you know and ugly and nasty, like I'll still be there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna go run around and, and do whatever I do. You know, when I feel neglected. Right. You know, right. and 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 I think marriage is always always gonna be. It's never 50-50. It's always like, oh, I'm giving 150 and you're giving 50 and then, you know, it flip-flops. I, like, and it I goes heard back it one time forth, is you, know? you want somebody who's going to put in 100 and you're going to put in 100. Yeah. So there's no, like, half and half. Yeah, but nobody's ever given 100 at any at any given time as I the think other person. Here's my thoughts on it now. Because I would love to be married again one day. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I found somebody who was giving 100% to themselves... Mm-hmm whether they got kids or not, like they're giving that hundred to their happiness, then, and I'm doing the same, mm-hmm. like you're going to have two happy people come together and that are going to be able to work through things a lot more better because they've worked through things with themselves. That's a very good point. A very good point is that you can't have... Because I'm basically a guru. You get, well, yeah, you are. <laughs> I say that on every one yeah. But you got to have not. two holes. You can't have a half and a half to try yeah. to create a hole because then you just have two halves. 
you just have two half people trying to, you know, make the other square peg round hole type shit. Yeah. You got to have two people who have figured it out for themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, what their version of happiness is, you know? Yeah. And whatever they haven't figured out, they're willing to be communicative. I swear to this day, communication is so key, even for myself, because sometimes I don't like to communicate and I'm just like, come on, you could do this. And I'm just like getting ready and I'm like, and then I'm like, come on, let's try it again. You know? Yeah. So you still work through things. Yeah. Communication is key and it's very difficult. (laughs) Yeah. It well, Okay. It's difficult with somebody who is not as receptive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you can be with your best friend and like you just talk about anything and you're just like, you laugh about it cause that's like your flow. But then you get with somebody and you think they're awesome and all of a sudden as time goes on, you realize there's certain things you can't tell them yeah. because they're not receptive to that. They don't find it funny. Well, see there, therein lies the issue is if you are, like you said, when you pick somebody, you know, and you get to a place of like, oh, I can't, I can't tell them this, mm. you know, I can't share that part of my life or I'm too embarrassed or they're it's not going to like it or they're going to freak out on yeah. me. Then you start holding back and that there is where the crevasse begins. Ooh, what does that mean? It's like, you know, like the gap between <laughs> the two like of you. It's like fast the <laughs> It's like the gap that you create, you know what I no, mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's almost like that's where it starts is mm-hmm. that what you're trying to say yes. okay yes. that's where it starts and that's where it festers and oh my god and it's almost like it's you fucked up yeah and i mean you could fix it if you really try hard but you can't do that anymore right. but then you you get used to that and then you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and then all of a sudden you're just you just you're screwing that path up yep and then the next thing you know you're divorced <laughs> or not together anymore or not together or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a good conversation. Our next podcast, we should dive in that more, but I also wanted to, um, let people know you said you're a musician. Yeah. And you're really good. Cause I've been to <laughs> two of your shows and then your last one was phenomenal. You guys sound like sublime. I'm not even kidding. Your energy is on point. You are an amazing drummer. Oh my God, you're so good. Thank you very much. Yeah. So when where can people see your show at? Yeah, the music the music is uh, the music's coming along really well. We are uh, we are geared towards that West Coast sound. We do a lot of cover music. We do you know Sublime is kind of in the DNA of the band, and um, yeah. So uh, well, basically, the, yeah. Every every last Sunday of the month, you can find us at the Womack on Seventh Street and essentially uh, just south of Bethany Home on 7th Street on the left-hand side if you're going south. It's called the Womack every last Sunday. Uh, we'll be doing a reggae Sundays there. Probably going to have some you know, some drink specials and some food specials, and it'll be fun. And then uh, every first Saturday of the month, we're at Char and Moon Valley. And that's a fun place to go. Yeah, it is. And um, then we also do Azul's up north. If you live up north near Carefree Highway, we're up there actually this Saturday night. We'll be up there. And, um, yeah, the band's called Cannonball. You can find us on Facebook right now. We're still working on the website and all that kind of stuff. So you have a Facebook page? We do have a Facebook page. You can find Cannonball Music. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, Facebook Cannonball Music. And, um, yeah. What about Instagram? Do you have an Instagram for them? Uh, no Instagram. Uh, we're still working on that. Instagram coming soon. Instagram coming soon. 
uh, podcast coming soon. We're going to be doing, um, so basically the idea behind the podcast that I'm going to be having, so in, intermingled with this Cannonball Reggae Sundays at the Womack, I'm also going to be bringing other musicians in from around the valley that have been doing reggae around here for a long time. And so part of the podcast is is we are going to showcase those musicians that are coming in to join us that'd be so cool and we're going to talk to them about their production and about all the different things that they do and then you can see them live um on that last sunday of that particular month so they will be there to actually show you in person like who they are and what they're doing and and it's cool yeah and i hope to bring in a few other people there's some people that i would like you to meet as well uh las choyas peligrosas i'm going to plug them for a second if if anybody has an opportunity to go see those chicks amazing amazing all female band they do they're yeah so good all right yeah so check them out they're gonna be coming out too and then yeah yeah awesome well um i'm gonna wrap this up is there any like final word that you want to tell anybody out there who maybe's in the same position as you struggling like any word of hope or sounds totally cliche but seriously like whatever's happening right now it's like the weather it's gonna change like it will change your feelings will change you know there's nothing more permanent than death so like don't do it don't do it because that's a permanent solution to a very temporary problem like you can definitely get out of it i'm getting out of it i get out of it as often as i get into it you know and uh when things seem the worst that's usually when the best stuff's about to happen damn all right so you heard it here (laughs) okay so follow my boy ryan fry and uh check out his reggae concert coming soon um all right so i'll leave the details in the um in the where you can find all the words at (laughs) 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 if you look down below you'll find out all his information i'll leave it there and um yeah let us know how you like the podcast leave a review visit my page sexyfreedommedia.com you can also find me on hell of a journey with one l or sexy freedom media on instagram and my facebook page sexy freedom media and my sister page which is the wild movement thanks guys talk to you later Thanks, Ellen. Oh, thanks, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm ending this now. (laughs) Want to hear more? Visit us at sexyfreedommedia.com.